Hello everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Uh, today we have a very special guest who's talking about her latest book that's coming out right now um, and how the importance of, of leadership and education with women in, in particular. So uh, I'd like you to welcome my very special guest, the amazing Mrs. Sharon Lecter. How are you Sharon? <laughs> Fantastic Natalie, I'm absolutely thrilled to be with you today. Thank you. Now you have been an author of many books um, going back as far as um, you know, co-authoring uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, um, and then you know more recently, Outwitting the Devil, uh, which we are working with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Um, so, why don't we? Can we talk a little bit about your story and how you got into all this amazing work that you do? Well, certainly, and it's a, it's a long story, but I'll give you the short version. Um, I started my career as a public accountant, certified public accountant, and, and planned out my life to raise, go through the ranks of the CPA firm, become a partner, and all of that. And at the ripe old age of 25, when we all know everything at 25, I decided, you know, I'm working really hard, and if I'm going to work this hard, I should work this hard for myself. And so that's really when I started my entrepreneurial career and uh, soon met my husband and got married, had children, and really since then have started and built companies. The first one my children didn't like to read, so I met the inventor of the first talking book, children's books that have the sound strips down the side, and created that industry at a time in the late 80s, 1987. So we started that and built it around the globe, and in 1991 we sold that company, and we, my husband and I moved to Arizona, and in 1992, our oldest son graduated from high school and went off to college and got himself into a little credit card debt. And I was very angry. I was mad at him, but I was also mad at myself because I thought I had taught him about money. But he was with me when I used my credit cards, just not with me when I paid them off every month. And he had a good time his first semester at college, a really good time. So we wouldn't pay it off. He hoped that we'd, we wouldn't bail him out. And he ended up, it took him seven years to get out of debt and to repair his credit. But it was the best lesson we could have taught him. And that was in December of 1992. And that's when I really dedicated the rest of my career to financial education and financial literacy. Started working with the school systems. And fast forward a couple of years, met Robert Kiyosaki. We wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad together, started the company together. We wrote 15 of the Rich Dad books together. We were partners for 10 years. I drove the company as a CEO for 10 years. In 2007, um, we really were no longer aligned in our personal missions. I still wanted to generate um, family low-cost affordable products for people and he wanted to franchise the company. So I left the organization in 2007 and I say that because sometimes you have to close one door for others to open. And it was later that year that I got the call from President Bush inviting me to be on the first President's Advisory Council for Financial Literacy. And I served both President Bush and President Obama in that capacity. And then same year I got the call from the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Don Green is the CEO of Napoleon Hill Foundation. And we had known each other for years because I had helped them on some of their international work. And he said, Sharon, I just found out you're on your own. We want your help because, of course, we all know what happened to the economy in 2008. And so they wanted to bring the, the incredible wisdom of Napoleon Hill back to the forefront because many people under the age of 50 don't even know who Napoleon Hill is. And so I joined forces with Greg Reed, dear friend, and we wrote Three Feet from Gold together. And the month we were releasing Three Feet from Gold, I also got another phone call. So I'll also say you never know when there's a phone call that's going to change your life. 
Don Green asked me to um, review an, a manuscript that they had just gotten. It had been hidden for 73 years, and it was called Outwitting the Devil. Napoleon Hill, most people know the story that he spent his life preparing Thinking Grow Rich. It was a 20 to 25 year project. And when he released it, he was frustrated because said, even people know what they're supposed to do to be successful, they don't do it. And so he said, we, I, he sat down and he wrote this manuscript called Outwitting the Devil about how we allow fear to hold us back. And he wrote it as a parable, an interrogation of the devil. Well, it scared his wife to death and she wouldn't, she forbid it to be published. And so it was locked away. He died in 1970. She died in 1992. And her sister had it, and she died just a few years ago. And that's when the foundation got it. And they asked me to review it. I was only the fourth person to ever read it. And it blew me away. It changed my life. It was an incredibly impactful book. And I've been blessed to be involved with 20-plus books. And, but this one was by far the most impactful. And we released Outwitting the Devil, and it's continuing to, to impact people around the globe. And, it, and with what's happening in the world as it relates to women, it was Don Green who said, you know, we've never really authorized a book about women. And I said, well, you know, I've really never thought about writing one, but the last few years I'm really seeing a tipping point in business as it relates to women. And so Think and Grow Rich for Women was born, and it will be released on June 17th. So hopefully that was fast enough. I I'm, just tells you I'm very old. I've not a lot. But here I am today ready to release Think and Grow Rich for Women. I know, and you know, Sharon, I just want to take a moment now, because you did very quickly gloss over some of your massive accomplishments and the contributions that you've made, not just to women, but to society at large, and, and the work that you've done to really help people not just, you know, think outside the square, but to really take charge of their finances and to really think about the direction of their life and how they can influence and create the reality that they want. So thank you for all the work that you have done. My pleasure, my honor. It's been a real, it's incredible. I've been had the just the huge honor to work with Thunderbird University and Goldman Sachs Global Initiative for Women, and I've worked with women all over the globe in Africa and Asia and um, South America and from Afghanistan and Jordan, and it's just been such an incredible honor. And you know, women, no matter where we are in the world, care about several important things. One is to take care of our families, to make sure our children have the greatest opportunity they have. And women can turn economies around, and we're seeing it over and over again, particularly in countries like in Africa, where um, women can, if you just give them a small amount of money, and they can create commerce and create an, an entire economic community and turn entire communities from starvation to thriving. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, uh, that means that you were the most qualified person to be commissioned to write, um, you know, Think and Grow Rich for Women. So tell me a little bit about this journey. Like, who are the, some of the women that you've actually featured in the book and why did you choose them? Well, that's a great question because as I started the project, it changed and evolved. Because, and I'll start with a little bit of a, a preview, a, a preface before I start talking about specific women. I have found in my career that the, as women gain in their popularity and in their, we have more than 50% of college graduates are women, more than 50% of management positions are now women, two out of every three new businesses are started by women. I still frustrate with the fact that women tend to criticize each other. 
and we start complaining. You know, for instance, I, my goal with this book is to change the dialogue from negative to positive. So, for instance, in saying, in, in, instead of complaining about women are only earning 77 cents to the dollar against men, does that need to change? Of course. But when you look at the stats for younger women in their mid-20s, it's more like 93 cents to every dollar. So let's celebrate the progress that's being made. And you know that those young women are not going to let it get any worse than 93 cents. It's only going to go up. So let's celebrate the progress. Again, we complain that there are only 23 women CEOs in the Fortune 500. Well, let's stop complaining and start saying, well, in 2000, there were only two. So let's celebrate the progress that has been made, and, and by celebrating it, we're going to open the doors for opportunities for more women to be welcomed in the C-suite. And then, in particular, we talk about there are not enough women on boards, corporate boards. That's absolutely true. 16.6% .6 of board seats are by women in the United States. In Norway, it's 40%. So we obviously need to do that, but instead of complaining about it, we now have the proof positive, recent surveys, recent analysis is that corporate boards that have both men and women working together outperform corporate boards without any women by 66%. So let's celebrate the fact that we know that that's happening. And so the entire process of writing this book evolved as I started doing it. And when I did, I said, we need to make it a celebration for women. So for each chapter, I highlight, I take it, the, the book actually follows the same chapter format as the original Think and Grow Rich. So for each chapter, I start with a Napoleon Hill's philosophy for that particular concept, the applied face, faith or um, understanding persistent perseverance and I talk about his philosophy and then I include stories from women who have used that in their own personal life and some chapters have two or three women others have four or five and then I have a section where I talk about how that particular concept was applied in my own career and in my life and then I end up each chapter with what I call a sisterhood mastermind and that sisterhood mastermind are quotes from women from history, women in power today, women from that are heads of states, um, women CEOs, women that are in education, and women that are young women that are just starting in their career so that we can bring this as a celebration of all women. And the end of each chapter, I have an ask yourself question, section. So we have, I have over 300 women in the book. And in fact, I think I mentioned to you the last time I saw you, Natalie, I even have um, a quote from you about the power of masterminding and going from exponential growth, that creating a tidal wave of change. I love that reference that you've had. So it's very important that people understand that we're not looking at, this is not a book about Sharon Lecter. This is a book about women who have used their own power, their own strength, to create success and significance. I have Barbara Barrett in it, who's a, she's an ambassador from Finland, retired. We've got, of course, Condoleezza Rice. We've got Margaret Thatcher. We have um, Laura Langemeyer is in the book. We've got um, Lisa Nichols. And many of these women don't even know they're in the book. But as I was going through, I was looking for women that exemplified the various aspects of the book. Um, Michelle Patterson 
is featured in the chapter on persistence because of the history that she went through creating and recreating the California California Women's Conference because she was everybody was telling her to pull out of it and to stop and to quit and that was about the time when I met her and I helped counsel her and talk to her about that power of persistence and she prevailed and she's just incredibly successful and just about to launch the one in this next month so or this month so really really proud of her so I talk about Michelle in the book as well and then I have women that are for instance um, Margie Alaprande who's one of the top women in network marketing Donna Johnson talks about that faith that she had to that she that this decision that burning desire to take care of her family and so there are women from all over. Then I bring in women CEOs and I talk about Ursula Burns and what she's created in her organization. And it's just, it's, I, I loved it. It was such an incredible opportunity for me to get to know these women so much better. And then also to highlight that level of success in women around the globe. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, you bring up an amazing point about, you know, whatever we focus on expands. So rather than you know being upset at the fact that we could do more, uh, really just appreciating how far we've come, you know. And I, in my world, and I'm sure in your world as well, women are really starting to stand up. Uh, they're starting to to take charge, to start their own business, to really tap into you know what really makes their heart sing, um, and uh, and to really you know expand and influence everyone around them, not just their families, but they're an example to to every single person around them. So I, I you know I think that thinking grow rich for women. This is a very timely message uh, for us to be able to to read and to listen to, and uh, you know and it is it's amazing how all these uh, different uh, principles. That uh, you know, Napoleon Hill originally you know wrote back like in the earlier part of the 19th century. How they apply today, and how we are living this, how we're living examples of that. So you're, you're um, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, the concepts in Think and Grow Rich are as valid today as they were back then when he published them. But when he did his research, the only people in business were men. And so the book was written from a male perspective and from research of all men. And so I read the book when I was 19, a few years ago. Um, and so, and it really, I didn't realize how much it impacted me in my own life until I was in my 30s. But it really did help me create a path. But I also started my career when there were very few women in the business world. So I was definitely um, in a man's world. And so as we look at what's happening today, not only have women changed and more women are in business but the dynamics of the business world have changed and so that's what's so exciting to me about it but I also want to make sure that when we know that we do we need to do it in tandem with men you know what happens is people tend to become women's libbers and you know women are supreme and men should go away but no the the greatest power is when we can use the brilliance of men and the brilliance of women and they come together and as you said create a tidal wave of, of change because of that exponential force of the brilliance of both and so that's is so important that that's people understand that that's my message in the book is we need to work together and there's never been a greater opportunity for change than there is today because we're starting to see the prof, profit and the evidence of the fact that women do contribute and certainly when we are in the midst of a crisis it's women who stand up 
and take charge. Exactly. And you know, and the other thing I think that's really coming through now is that how you know women are being able to achieve these you know amazing positions and you know and have these incredible companies by still staying in their feminine by by really you know being the woman that they are um, and you know and thank goodness for all the women that pioneered before us and made it possible for us to be able to do this but you're right I think you know with women and men we have we complement each other you know we complement each other we have we have you know uh, we can connect with each other in a way that is better for everybody. We don't necessarily have to be competing. I think collaboration is definitely the way that we want to head, you know, moving into the future now. Absolutely. And, and what's so beautiful is that when we start changing that dialogue to one of celebration, we end up having those men, male champions step up to the plate and want to support, and it will speed up the growth for additional women to come in the workflows because we're getting rid of the negativity and we're not challenging the men that are in the status quo. We are celebrating them for what they've done to support women. And in the book, even though in the body of the book, I only the only man I quote is Napoleon Hill, which wasn't easy when I was looking for quotes, another proof positive that we needed this book because I had a hard time finding quotes from women. We tend not to put ourselves out there as quotable and so we need to change that. We need to get more women's quotes out there and that's one of my missions with the book. But I thought, well, you know, I really don't want to completely exclude men because that's my message and so I, in the afterward, I went out and I talked to men that are that have had powerful influences in my life and I believe who are true champions for women and so in the afterward I have um, uh, submissions and, and paragraphs and chapters from Mark Victor Hansen, John Assaraf, Greg Reed, um, Brian Tracy, um, Harvey McKay, Bernie Dorman and I'm sure I'm forgetting a few but true champions for women that are out there really opening doors and supporting and counseling and mentoring and creating opportunities for the women in their lives and they have been all wonderfully supportive of the book and and they said you know Sharon it's not just the women that need to read the book all those men out there need to read it too so they can better understand the women in their lives yeah absolutely so Sharon we, we've run out of time and I could talk to you for hours uh, on this subject. So where can we send people to find out more about you um, and about the book as well? It's really simple if you just go to SharonLector.com forward slash women you can my SharonLector.com is my website. website is S-H-A-R-O-N last name Lecter L-E-C-H-T-E-R.com and if you go SharonLector.com forward slash women you'll find out more about the book and for everybody that pre-orders the book there's all kinds of free gifts that we're giving of course and there's a whole book salon where we're showing the interviews that we've had from women along the way and going doing a deeper dive on each one of the chapters so please visit SharonLector.com forward slash women and I'm so excited to be part of this excellent thanks again Sharon for joining me it's been an absolute pleasure as usual to be talking to you <laughs> Well, thank you, Natalie, for everything that you do. You create an incredible opportunity for your viewers. Thank you. Now, guys, I uh, encourage you to share this video. Um, when Once the recording is up, please share it by clicking the Facebook in the Twitter share buttons on the page. Um, make sure that you download the app if you haven't done so already so you can watch the shows on the go uh, once the recording is up. And also, um, make sure that you put your email in the box here on the page because I'd like to send you the Manifesting with a Master's Video e-course. 
It's actually valued at $87 and I would love to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.